You've probably heard that some conversations just shouldn't happen in polite company. Welcome to Let's Talk, where we decided to skip that advice and have those conversations anyway, in an attempt to find the unity in our humanity. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk. I'm Dr. Jimmy. And I'm Dr. Tori. And we're here to actually have a follow-up conversation about something we've talked about previously. Hey, Dr. Tori. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? It's just, you know, I'm living in paradise, as you know, down here in the South. <laughs> this will be an ongoing feud. I have no doubt about it. We're not feuding. We don't feud. That's not what we do. No, we don't feud. I'm right. You espouse a wrong opinion from time to time. You and know, you know, I hate, me nuts. I hate to tell you, but, you know, the comments that I got were, you know, where, does, where exactly did you get educated? Because you don't know your geography. But that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> No, it's not. But we are talking about where you learn and right. education. Absolutely. So what's that conversation that needs to happen today? So we're going to talk about um, what's happening now that the children, young adults, babies are have gone back to school and they've gone back in many different ways. Yes. Um, some, yeah. So some people are in person, some are doing virtual. We want to talk about that, but we also want to talk about some of the challenges that um, folks are having. And hopefully this will spark a conversation with our listeners and maybe they can provide some support. Okay. So what's so happening I, with you, Jimmy? So so on my end of things, our school system, like we talked about, uh, gave families three options. You could either let your kid go back to on-campus learning and there would be a phase-in cycle for that based on the number of active cases in our community. You could sign up for virtual learning where you would do it as if you were going to school, but through live online learning, or you could do it through a school approved homeschool program. So you might have some some recordings of the in-class conversations that were taking place or the lectures that were given, but you were really self-paced in, in more of that homeschool format that was going on. We opted with my son, who is still in high school, to do the in-class part of it. We really believed that that was going to be important for him. It was important for some of the things that he was doing with the ROTC program and, and other school activities that are important to him, especially as it relates to his college and future career plans. And in our community, just this last week, we had uh, a transition period where we the number of active cases in our community dropped low enough that we entered phase three, which meant That's that great. all students who were signed up to go back to on-campus learning are now on campus five days a week, whereas two weeks ago, they were on campus just two days a week. That's great. That's great. The young scholars of my acquaintance, my relatives, um, are fall into two different school districts. So in one school district, we have not yet gone back to school yet. Uh, okay. But the plan is we will be going back to school virtually. Now, are these all in the area of Virginia where you live, or is this spread out into other places in the U.S.? This is this is spread out in other places in the U.S. I, I have relations everywhere. So um, in, in the lovely Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, we don't go back to school until after Labor Day. So we are all frantically making plans for our kids to be ready to go back to school on Tuesday. They will be okay. going back. They will be going back virtually. That's how um, it was when I was growing up here. You always knew Labor Day was yeah. the point you went back to school. Yeah, and then that, that changed somewhere. 
Yeah, that August stuff is for the birds. I also think we should get rid of daylight savings time, but that's another conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, um, and uh, relatives in other jurisdictions have gone back to school and they are doing virtual train, virtual, completely virtual. However, and, the Is that home, live virtual? It is. Some of it is, some of it isn't. Okay. And so this is, these are some of the things, the challenges that I have been hearing. Yeah. So, um, for my, um, for the folks who have gone back to school, there have been, there has been virtually, there has been a hue and cry for the teachers not to require on camera presence from their students for I've a lot that. of reasons, for yes. a lot of reasons. And I think that they're valid. Um, I hate to say this, the camera is not a benign thing. You know, t being on camera as often as we are now in our virtual world makes you very self-conscious. It makes you very self-conscious. This is why this is a podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, makes you very self-conscious about, I thought that was you know, because I had a face for radio. Um, I have a voice for radio, so. Um, but, uh, so asking these kids to be on camera for hours at end, it's not a natural thing. There's also, as we had discovered previously with virtual learning, not everyone has a lovely house to live in. Mm. So when you're talking about, you know, kids who are maybe in shelters having to do virtual learning, um, I heard of one case where um, the family was actually at a campground, you know, wow. because, but because the school had made hotspots and laptops mm -hmm. available. We've done they, that here as well. The kids were able to go to school. So you don't really think about the fact that, you know, there are folks who are, and I, my hat's off to the parents who are trying to make this work in some incredibly difficult um, circumstances. Um, but when I started thinking about the, the camera being on while they're in class, and the fact that all of their classmates can see, I actually asked uh, the young scholars in my family how they felt about it. And um, they were like, well, I'm, I'm happy to see my friends, but I don't like them staring at me. <laughs> now, these they are young like that kids. They don't in the classroom either, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are young kids. These are 10, 9, 8 kids, 10, 9 years of age um, kids. And they're like, it's fun at first, but, you know, it's like... Um, you know, I, you know, one said that, you know, they wanted to move out of their bedroom where their desk was because they didn't want everybody in their bedroom. And I did, hadn't thought about that. So I think that it's a really, uh, really important that um, I know that one school system where the teacher could see the kids, but the kids couldn't see everybody. They could just see the teacher. That's a good idea. I thought, I thought that was I thought that was excellent. I thought that was absolutely excellent. So if that what meant program that, you were know, they using for that? I have no idea, and I need to find that out because I will make a recommendation to my own school system that they do that because there there are privacy concerns. Let's face it; these cameras are not all that secure, sure. and people people you know tap into stuff all the time. So the fact that your kid is on camera for six hours a day, I'm not real comfortable with that either. I had never even thought about that as a safety concern. You know, if someone is able to access the feed, they've got the kids' names, they know what schools they're going to, they know who their friends are, they know their teachers' names. So it's easy to roll up on one of them, if you ever see them outside, because I don't see kids outside anymore, sure. and say, hey, little Jimmy, your teacher, Miss Evans, wanted me to give you this. Uh-huh. Now we're going to go back to the stranger danger of the 80s. 
Yeah, exactly. So I'm just I'm just saying that, you know, that has been a concern that's come out of it. Well, you know, um, I think the other side of that coin, though, and, and maybe you were about to go there, but it it, it it takes me back to like elementary and middle school where what really mattered was the, the brand on your clothing, the brand on your shoes, mm-hmm, the brand mm-hmm. on your backpack. Like if you didn't have an L.L. Bean backpack with your name embroidered on it, you just like, you know, you weren't there. You must have been living in the trailer park is, is what kids would say about you because right. you know, your, your parents didn't have anything or you were wearing the, the McGregor tennis shoes that came off the, you know, Kmart shelves or something instead of Zips. the Nikes or the Reeboks. Zips. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And I mean, but this is this this, you know, to some degree, lots of kids who are less advantaged have been able to compensate for that because people don't know where they live or how they live or any of those kinds of things. You know, if you're sleeping four to a room and now you're studying four to a room and there's a camera on, it's kind of high, hard to hide that. And I'm yeah, just that's difficult. The, 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 the learning needs to happen, but we need to figure out a way to even the playing field. Um, and making sure that no one gets bullied or no one is uh, disenfranchised or discouraged from learning because it's hard, because so people make fun of them. The bullying aspect of that is obviously a big deal. What other sort of side effects can come from that, though? From from being on camera for six hours a day? Yeah. I mean, like, like what else? I'm what thinking, is the other uh, inequity? I'm, con- I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, I think I am concerned that the kids will be so self-conscious about their appearance. We have enough of that already, especially when you start talking about those tween years, when you look funny. Let's just face it, you look funny. Things are growing at exponential rates and you may not be your most attractive. Those were supposed to stop? Yeah, they didn't tell you, Jimmy? Oh, because I'm still growing. I just start growing out instead of up and... Oh, I'm I'm you know, I'm so the, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Once News again, I, I need I need to send Mrs. Jimmy some flowers. But anyway, so I'm just I'm I'm worried about you know people's self esteem and you know it's there's enough stuff going on on social media as is, but to have to sit on camera for six hours and if you're not feeling confident about yourself, that's not helpful. Aside from that. Let's talk about the amount of stress it puts on parents. Okay. With my young scholars, they're in the room with their parent while mm. they're doing this because their parents okay. still want to monitor what is going on. Well, let me ask ask this. How is the parent able to be present for that and not at work? It's and that's that's another stressor for the for the one who is working from home. Yeah. It has it has become Literally went and bought an extra long table. The parent sits at one end of the table with their with their work set up, and they've got the kids at the other end of the table with their schoolwork set up. Wow. Everyone's wearing headphones and microphone, you know, and head headsets. And it is painful, but it's what is necessary right now. And yeah, you know, everyone's it, they're taking it in stride. Now the great thing is is that we aren't talking little kids we're talking kids who understand you need to get this work done but you know understanding that you know they're going to move their little bodies this is not a natural thing to do um i actually have um uh people who i don't want to say they work for me they work with me they report up through me and we have been trying to figure out a strategy 
for them to be able to take chunks of time to tend to their kids' schooling and still get the work done that they need to get done. So right now we have said, you know, no meetings, you know, before nine o'clock so people can get their kids ready for school, you know, no meetings. Don't try to ask people to come to 7.30 meetings. We really don't want nine o'clock meetings because we know, but they need those hours. We don't want any meetings. Let's just be honest. We really don't. We really don't, but you know. And then to make sure that everyone keeps the noon hour free so that folks can have lunch with their kids. I mean, this is becoming a quality of life issue. Um, Our CEO has cleared Thursdays afternoons for meetings. We're trying to all kinds of strategies now, is this something that you're seeing just in, in the department that you lead, or is this something that company-wide is taking place? This company-wide, our organization has recognized that we will probably be home, some of us, this, we're going to be home, period, because this has made us change the way we think about work. And to that end, we need to make sure that we do not follow the pandemic with a mental health crisis. Because that is really the biggest concern. Yeah, is that isolation, overwork, stress, um, depression—all of those things. Trying to make sure that people still carve out their work from the rest of their life and not the other way around. You have a life, carve out your workspace, and you still have your life, rather than having this huge workspace and you're taking little dribs and drabs for your life. So, while the homeschooling has worked for some people. It is not working for others. I have um, my administrative assistant who right now is struggling to figure out the daycare. Her kids are not in school. And, you know, daycare is still only available for essential workers. And while we are essential, we're not those essential workers. We're not the people who are out in the streets dealing with this every day. We are essential. We are working from home. So the thoughts are you're working from home your three and four-year-old should be able to control themselves while you're trying to work, which we all know is not true. Trying to find a babysitter to come mm. to the house yeah. is, is next to impossible. Right now, babysitters, babysitters are writing their checks, babysitters and tutors. Anybody who's got a teaching certificate of any t- type, I would suggest that you go out here and form an LLC and make your money. Uh, that's all, I mean... Well, you know, there are. I, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I think what would be important for for parents and, and other people who are listening to this to know is is some of the the help that's out there for them. In mm-hmm. in in our day, obviously YouTube and the internet. There's a lot of people out there who are just offering themselves out there. They're they're doing sort of free home lectures or free lectures from home and, and that sort of a thing to help you with with the how of some of the stuff your, your kids have going on. But one that we have found that we used to use when our kids were homeschooling was Khan Academy. Yes. And if people Excellent don't know about resource. Khan Academy, it's K-H-A-N Khan and then academy.org. I highly recommend it. They're not paying us anything to talk about them. Nope. Nope. They are just an outstanding free tool where you can get quality outstanding quality education, educational support, SAT training, math help, 
grammar rules. I mean, it you can do an entire K through 12 homeschooling from Khan Academy without ever having to buy the first piece of curriculum. It's that good. So go on there and use it because it's going to help you. It's going to help your kids. And I promise that whatever it is your kids are learning in school, you'll find something about it on Khan Academy. Yes. And if anybody from Khan Academy would like to join us for our podcast to discuss how they do what they do, we invite you to come and talk to us. We'd love to have you on and have a fuller conversation about that. Yes. And anyone is able to contact us online uh, through our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram or Twitter. Or just send us an email at info at letstalkshow.org, info at letstalkshow.org. So, Dr. Tori, uh, everything we talk about, we're talking about, we wanted to bring it back to how do we unify people around this. My right. kid's going on campus. You've got kids or know of kids who are, are going virtually. Uh, where do we come together on this? Where we come together on this is to remind ourselves that these are the kids who are going to support us in our old age. So we need to support them right now <laughs> while they are in school and while they are struggling. You know, oh, we wow, need to cut so we need to cut the kids some slack too. I mean, I realize ta- oh. tiger moms, tiger dads still exist and we want our kids to excel, but I think in time of pandemic and in time of crisis it's more important that they excel as human beings. The mm, goal here important. is not to just create excellent scholars. And you're hearing this from two people who are scholars. The most important thing here is to have excellent people. Yes. Make sure, make sure your kids are getting plenty of exercise and rest to the best of your ability. Make sure that you are, that they are getting nutrition. If you are having problems with food scarcity, please reach out to your food pantry and your other social service agencies and your school systems, because in many cases they are distributing food. Absolutely. And most communities have the United Way 211 service where you can find those things if you don't know where they are. Just pick up your phone, dial 211. If you don't have a phone, ask to use your neighbor's phone. It works on cell phones. Find a way to call 211 in your community and you'll get that help that you need. Because this is actually one of those things that we can unify together and actually make some substantial change and protect our kids. Absolutely. And, And I would even say one more thing to do is when possible, continue to to put your kids in situations where they're going to interact with other people in person in a safe way because face-to-face communication over a screen does not have the same benefit and, and long-term just good stuff for being a human being and being a social creature as being face-to-face in person with somebody, even if it means wearing a mask or having to be six feet apart. Get your kids with other people. Get yourself with other people. Remember, we are social creatures. And despite all of the cool technology we have, there's still something to be said for being in the presence of another person. That's right. You've been listening to Let's Talk, the show where conversations that need to happen take place in an attempt to find a little unity in our humanity. Don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help other people hear great shows like the ones you just listened to. And help us to continue delivering great content by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash let's talk show. Thanks again, Dr. Tori. Thanks, Jimmy.